The ancient Persians used to deliberate on important matters when they were drunk, and then they would reconsider the following day when they were sober. If a decision was approved both drunk and sober, the decision held. If not, the Persians set it aside. My name is Willows. And my name is Tyler. And we still adhere to these ancient traditions. This is Alcohol Beyond This Point. That's the shorter intro. I'm testing it out now. I think I want to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep changing it, and we'll see what's, uh, what's good. But, uh, hello. Good day. This is actually pretty close. We usually film, like, two weeks apart. This is, like, what, four days? That was so, a joke. Tell that story. <laughs> I'll open a bottle of wine while you tell that story. Well, this has lost all concept of time. Um, so he helped me out the other day, uh, moving uh, my new tile saw, which is giant, uh, with his cargo van. Yeah. So much appreciated. But You're welcome. Uh, so we do this early morning, Friday, like 9 in the morning. That's early. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so today's Monday, and then uh, I'm like, yeah, I was working last night till like uh, till like midnight. He's like, oh yeah, like the day we moved the saw, right? <laughs> or got your tools? And I just looked. It took me like three seconds to realize what he was saying. I'm like, that was three days ago. <laughs> that was not yesterday. That was Man, three days ago. Quarantine is not treating me well. He was so confused. <laughs> okay, I didn't. Okay, two Oh my god. I, I'm a little bit. Stir crazy. COVID quarantine has not been treating me well, if we're being completely honest. I'm just so grateful to be busy right now. I guess, like, I'm I'm, I'm such a... I always say I get extrovert anxiety. Yeah. Or I, like, if yeah. I don't go outside... Yeah, absolutely. I get, like, anxious. Yeah. So, like, right now, I would like nothing more than to go to a fucking chaos-filled, busy bar and just sit... There's so many events that we could be hitting right now. I mean, I was just looking at my Google Photos, and um, today was the anniversary of a day when we were sitting on a patio, on a heated patio, with a bunch of our friends' uh, rooftop thing. Yeah. Looking out over, like, the True North Square, still being built. And I got this, like, really sick photo of you. It was, like, um, sunset, whatever. And this is pretty early on. Probably first year we knew each other. Yeah, yeah, that we didn't even... And like this, this time, is the second or third time we met, I think. Yeah, so this time of year we were sitting on a patio, enjoying ourselves, enjoying ourselves, not dying of a pandemic. It was like minus seven last night. Fuck. Yeah. So uh, today we're drinking some basically just mismatch out of my fridge. Uh, <laughs> we got one of my uh, Shrugging Doctor brand uh, raspberry wines. That's why I just cracked and poured. We got a Shrugging Doctor brand apple cider. We have a half bottle of uh, oxidized uh, homebrew uh, grape wine. <laughs> Terrible wine. It's uh, it's fine. <laughs> but and then uh, I just poured two shots of what I'm gonna puke on probably is a pilsner. Uh, it's a grappa, so it's basically uh, you take the grape skins that are left over of making wine and you distill them. Um, I'll show it to the camera if you're watching on YouTube. Um, it tastes kind of weird. It's not great. It's I, apparently it's an acquired taste. Apparently in like Italy or wherever they'll um, they like drink it in their coffee. Oh, and that's like a popular thing. Yeah, like okay. that's common is that these people drink it in their coffee. So um, apparently that's a thing. But uh, it's bad. It's okay. I don't personally like it. I'm not gonna say it's bad. Uh, it's probably an acquired taste. It's 43%. It's kind of brutal. And it's basically distilled from the worst part of the, it's the garbage of the grapes, right? How would you describe the taste? Vodka. But Vodka-y. Yeah. 
vodka and rotten grapes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm, vodka and old grapes is the. If you like, if you like grappa, then uh, then great. But I, I'm just not a fan. So we're gonna take a shot of this quick, and I might puke. But if we don't puke, then we'll be drunker, and then be happier, happier, and then podcast. Don't yes. don't think about it. Don't think about it. It's gross. I know. <laughs> oh, gross. Usually I can raw dog these shots, but man, that's <gasps> gross. Oh! <laughs> I literally just felt that mine through my entire body. I'm not even kidding. Okay, you guys are not making grappa. We are. We already did. Oh, no. I can make a better one. <clears throat> yeah, no, no, you can. <sighs> Gross. Please, somebody sponsor a bottle. <laughs> so that was, um, that was this week's, uh, shot time. What do we, do we have a name for that segment yet? No. So we don't have, we, we usually, we started the last two podcasts by taking two shots. Uh, I'm only doing one of those. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We've already been drinking. Oh, anyway, um, it was really bad. That was bad. Yeah. Any, um, no, so I was editing, uh, this is episode 13. I just put up episode 11 a couple days ago and, um, I really liked because we were drunk while we, when we started it, because that was the episode where you would quit your job. So you bought that cognac. Yeah. So we were already drunk going into the episode and, um, I really like because we didn't even have a theme like we don't we do we don't today either, but we found the UBI thing like ten minutes into it and that became like our topic of debate and I was like actually mad at a certain point like not actually mad but like it's I good, was like yeah. getting impassioned like it was it was a good episode so I think um, yeah just kind of the drunkenness kind of kind of leads us to uh, yeah we go from like tipsy to drunk. It's it takes a while for you know the booze to kick in. If you start sober, you know it takes like 30, 40 minutes before you start feeling it, right? Yeah, well, and because the, the liquor for this podcast has always been kind of not, like not a gimmick, but like more more a catalyst for the conversation, yeah. rather than we're, we don't actually need to discuss something sober and then discuss it wasted. Like that's you know it's it's the theme more than it is the actually a rule. Um, Although I would love to see the controls that they would have, like <laughs> you know the Greeks, right? Persians. Sorry, Persians. It was a Greek, Greek historian, historian that noted it. Right. Herodotus. Herodotus, yeah. Um, yeah, so the Persians would actually use this. Is there like a guy at the door that's like t- taking the people that come in and they do like a sobriety <laughs> test and you have to like <laughs> fail the sobriety test or you cannot sit in the House of Commons that Well, day? yeah, I assume it was some sort of... That'd be hilarious. So how... I know how the House of Commons... I don't think that's what it was called, but for the House of Commons, for the the Greeks and the Romans, was like this open floor space, yeah. and the person talking would like walk into the middle and speak to everyone, kind of thing. Very much like it is today. Yeah, more or less. Like now, everyone just has their own chairs, and then you stand up when you talk, right? Yeah. That's how Canada does it. That's how England does it. I think that's how U.S. does it, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, because so, if they were using the middle of the floor, it'd probably turn into a boxing ring. <laughs> now, yeah. Um, but I, 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 so I assume that's how the Persians used to do it was, you know, you just taught whatever and then they just, I don't know, I don't know, get drunk. 
Yeah, so the sober session, fine. you got to pass the sobriety test. The other one, you got to fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, yeah, because they were trying to measure whether their ideas were actually good, like in different states of mind. Yeah, which would be fantastic. Because being intoxicated or inebriated in any way on any substance kind of pushes the the way your mind thinks, right? Like it pushes you in a different direction. It's an elevated state. Yeah, an elevated state. Yeah, I, I would agree. So, um, yeah, so I mean, like it, it, it makes sense. So here we are. Much like um, how nicotine apparently is good if you have COVID because you have, um, there's hyperreactivity of your, of your immune system. I forget what they call that. Anyways, not a scientist, but basically your uh, your white blood cell count goes too high, and you can you make it makes you sicker, makes the immune response worse because your body overreacts to it. Okay. Nicotine is an immune suppressant, which is usually bad for getting sick, but in this case, it actually helps. So you're saying let's start smoking. That's that's what they're saying, but they explicitly then say we're not saying that <laughs> but we're also not saying that we're saying not saying that like no it's it just a nicotine get nicotine somehow we we re- if you're going to do it we recommend a patch is what they ended up saying that's funny i've um, never smoked a cigarette in my entire life Fun fact. i've never smoked a whole cigarette I've, yeah, never, I've, never, I've, I've never even i've gone halfway down and i almost puked and had to throw it out yeah i've never even never even tried never appealed to me i really don't like the smell no nope. um, it's gross. Uh, I've smoked uh, the occasional cigar, big ass cigar, to celebrate something. Like, got my Monte Cristos. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, to celebrate, uh, I like big ass thick cigars too. But those are like different because you like take a puff or two and then you're like, okay, I'm done. Well, your mouth smoking it too. Yeah, you don't swallow anything, right? You don't breathe anything in, right? So swallow, swallow, suck. Um, I don't know, just never never appealed to me. I don't smoke marijuana either. I have before, but I don't don't do not. So um sidebar, my mom came home the other day from going grocery shopping, whatever. And she's like offhandedly says she's like, you know that um the, the meta cannabis store is like really nice inside. <laughs> and I look at her, I'm like Mom? This is like a nice Mennonite woman. She, like, she's God-fearing. always sober. Like this much wine would be, you know, tempting, tempting fate. Her wine rack is filled with uh, shrugging doctor. Shrugging doctor, though. So yeah, no. She Shout does, out Sarah, we love you. She does love her wine, but she doesn't get drunk. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, why, why were you at the weed store? She's like, oh, while well, I was having trouble sleeping, I got this uh, CBD THC oil that's supposed to help you go to sleep. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Okay, okay, okay. And plus for for Maya. Um, yeah, very very proud moment, I must say. I'm like, Mom, you went to a weed store like of your own volition. I didn't even talk you into this one. That's like my dad uh, started using CBD, um, like creams and stuff. Yeah. Um, but he only did it once marijuana was legal. And my dad, like, CBD was never really illegal. Like, you could have just been doing it. He's like, I just wanted to make sure everything was on the up and up. Like, you know, my dad, right? Like, very, yeah. you know. Yeah, you have to get the almost not approval. And it was funny because, like, when my brother was alive, like, he would smoke a bunch of weed. And so, like, my dad would take him to the dispensary and he would buy marijuana. And then my father would buy, like, CBD topical cream. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. Family outing. Yeah, exactly. that's exactly. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So today we just had our mastermind. 
conversation. Yeah. We talked about that in the podcast? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, so we've been doing weekly, every Monday, um, the two of us, myself and Tyler, and then two of our friends um, who are also somewhat business-minded. They're not necessarily business owners, but they're same kind of, you know, drive and motivation that we have. Yeah, they want to get there. Want to get there. And uh, so well, this is week four now. We've been doing a weekly um, mastermind, basically, where we all get on FaceTime and we all... Uh, it's about an hour, an hour and a half long, where we start with kind of just temperature check of what we what we've done that week and how we're feeling, and then we go into um, every person has their own week where they're allowed to talk about whatever they want to talk about, yeah. and then um, mm-hmm. we kind of all give feedback and, and the idea is, uh, or at least what I get from it, you can chime in, but uh, what I get from it is uh, keeping each other accountable for for our goals is really important because especially us all being business owners, it's hard, like I have no one. That I'm accountable to. If I don't yeah. show up to work, nothing fucking happens. Like, you know? Yeah. So to keep myself to my goals, it's like, because I know next week, fucking Tyler is going to be riding my ass being like, what'd you do that thing you said you were going to do? But even that, you don't even have to say anything because just the idea of the fact of letting that, someone know of you said you were going to do something yeah. to a group of people, you know, whose purpose it is to pay attention to that thing. Yeah. And that's the only thing they're paying attention to is your your goals, your visions, your aspirations, what are you doing, what's your work? So we're always very specific. Okay, what's an actionable goal? Yeah. And we write that down and we follow up with it. Yeah. But there's no, you don't have to be um, forceful or even bring it to attention at all. And uh, today was one of our friends, JL, and he had his day today. And it was like fantastic progress in terms of his mindset and what he decided to do with That's his true. career. But I would argue that I think the group had a lot to do with it because it kind of put a bit of a it put a bit of pressure and a timeline onto his feelings and thoughts that were already there. Yeah, kind of forced him into action. Yeah, yeah, and I like I said it to him on when we were talking is I said like he, he articulates his goals better than almost anyone I've ever met. Yeah, and um, it was just really nice to see him kind of lay out, and he kept talking, and I'm like how do you have all this planned out already? It, it almost seemed like he was reading something. He wasn't, but it was like, I'm like, Jesus, you've thought this out. <laughs> like he was like, yeah. So he's very organized thoughts. He can monologue well. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was good. So yeah, no, I, I've been, uh, I've been getting value out of it. This is the fourth time we've done it. Fourth week. So try it out with your friends. Um, I'm hoping to try it out as a product to sell. I actually uh, sell groups of three to five in addition to myself and just facilitate these groups. I mean, I don't know, my sales channels were going to be, um, you know, in-person events, some social media stuff. That's all kind of put on hold right now, obviously. That's not very fashionable right now. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, not very fashionable right now to do networking events. <laughs> so, trying to keep the hands busy. Yeah. And how's, uh, how's work going? How's business going? I think we... Hands be busy. Yeah. Yeah, you got your first contract, you've been working on that, so that's uh, yep. good, I'm proud of you. Tracking my, right now I'm just focusing on tracking my timelines, was had a hella slow week, but by my estimate I lost two full days messing around with just like, you know, the respect of getting new tools and equipment I didn't have, or doing things that I hadn't done before, 
Yeah, all yeah, which, all which of course, right? Like, you know, yeah. I look back at the stuff that used to take me weeks, and now it takes me hours. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, you get better at yeah. stuff, and yeah. Yeah, I gave myself a bunch of time estimates. Um, <clears throat> so trying to stay accountable to that stuff and just measure and pay attention to everything. Like, yeah. I, I calculated yesterday how long it takes me per tile a set, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with all the other things in between, and... Having calculated that, I could actually work out the rest of my day a lot better, and I could figure out exactly, you know, if I wanted to end at this time, I could do this much work, and, like, I think that'll go a long ways toward building and training and all these other facilities that you're going to have to scale up. And it's hard to not get lost in my head about, like, you know, I want to build a big business, but at the same time, can't get around the fact that I'm doing, like, the most singular effort of like literally getting my own hands dirty which is cannot be duplicated cannot be scaled is not the fundamentals of scaling a business like none of that's in action it's important though yeah no it's the first paving stone of literally the first tile if you will if you will um the cornerstone you can't skip. You can't. You can't fucking shortcut the process. Yeah, I mean, I I say that all the time. You can't cheat the process. And what happens to people that cheat the process? They fall. As soon as COVID happens, they fall on their fucking face and they lose everything. As soon as anything happens. That's what I mean. I'm using this as an example, but yes. as soon as anything happens, you just you you know you spin out of control. Well, because you have no fundamentals to fall back on. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of like. I don't want to say fake it till you make it kind of guys, but there's a lot of like people that don't actually know what they're doing. Empty goals. Empty goal, yeah. Some floppy goal posts. Yeah. Yeah, lack of vision for their what they're working on or whatever. Making a commission is the definition of you scoring. Like, check yourself. <laughs> You're going to get absolutely wrecked in the next couple of years. Yeah. Because everyone's... You're going to be like everybody else. Everybody's going to be out trying to get paid. Like, I have a very deep sense of dread <laughs> for the economy. You actually worried? I am deeply... I'm not worried. I just have, like, this... It's almost like I'm already mourning... I'm already mourning the crash of the stock market. <laughs> like, it's gonna be bad. Yeah. Like, I, I, can, I can feel it. And yeah, I don't know. I'm already, I'm already mourning what's gonna happen in the next couple of years, which is good because I'll mourn it now, and then it'll happen, <laughs> and, and you'll, then be, you'll be ready. I'll to be control. fine. Like people that are like starting to stress out about COVID in the last month, like I was there two months ago. I did all my freaking out in January. I'm yeah. good now. Like that's, I think that's to my advantage. Where you know you anticipate things that are gonna happen. And you emotionally process them before everyone else, and then you just kind of, you know, like, edge up almost. Yeah, you're, you just are, you know, a couple weeks ahead. I I think that really does a lot, but I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be brutal. Yeah, we were talking about Lebanon. We were talking about Lebanon. Yeah, they're they're like fifty percent of businesses are going under right now. And uh, yeah, thirty thirty percent of the registered businesses in Lebanon have claimed bankruptcy in the last twelve months. And they're they're. Debt is like 150% their GDP and stuff, yeah. and it's a whole and their thing. their currency has lost 50% of its value in the last six months. They, like, their banks are getting firebombed, like, 
the protests are turning into riots. Uh, their lockdowns are just making everything that much worse. Like, it was already bad. Or, but, like, think about Lebanon's a small country, you know, small impact, small economy. But, you know, we saw what Greece did back yeah. in 2008. So, what if we have half a dozen countries that go tits up and default on their debt? They're, they, like, what's going to happen? When that many, that many things go wrong all at once. The Brazil, that's having a bad time. Nigeria's having a really bad time. South Africa's not having a great time. Oil markets are shit, which hurts a lot of people. Yeah. Iraq, who's going to bail out Iraq? Like, <laughs> who's going to bail out Iraq? Like, yeah. they are in serious trouble. I mean, they were like a, quote, World War Three threat earlier this year. I mean, <laughs> Remember earlier this year right? when they were so worried about nuclear warfare? And yeah. <laughs> now here we are. Realistically, they couldn't have financed that more than a month. That was Iran, but yeah. Right. It was Iranian general. Yeah, remember Soleimani, like... Soleimani, but like, same idea. Like, Iran wouldn't have been able to finance it because they're also pretty low dependent. That'd be pretty... That, like, thinking about that, like, thinking about, like, five episodes of this podcast ago... We're like, oh yeah, you might, we might be dead by Iran, and now we're like, oh, we might be dead by COVID. Like, shit's changed so much. I'm very happy to be documenting this whole thing. Yeah, so am I. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> That's like, why we're shit. doing this. We should um, do it more. Yeah, shout out everyone who uh, streamed the last episode on uh, universal basic income. Um, or that was two episodes ago now, but yeah. that was the last one I uploaded. Yeah. Um, yeah. That actually, yeah, that broke our YouTube record, I think, for uh, for your views. Um, that doesn't. Yeah, and we had uh, yeah, we had thirteen views or something. Thirty dozen. Shout out, shout out, and we also had three comments, two of which were a bot and one guy telling us to get a better mic. Uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> we know, we know, but um, yeah, COVID's not exactly a time I should. I'm investing in equipment right now. It'll happen pretty soon, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But I'm getting a new phone right away, so maybe it'll have a better mic. Yeah, yeah. at least I got your mics. Well, we gotta get like we gotta lock down like a studio. We bounce between like three different locations. We gotta like lock down somewhere. Yeah, it's just I, I don't know. I like I like this spot. I like this one. Or we could just put some work into a place, like we put into this place, which is not a lot of money. Bucket of paint and a string of lights. True. Paint that back room in my house. We'll put up. Uh, we just get need to get. Uh, what do you call it? The. Soundboy. Yeah, some soundboy. Literally just those will make, and good mics will make it so much better. You can do it. If you're going to stay there for a while, then your landlord doesn't mind us painting. Well, at least a year, right? Like, I signed a year release, like, a month ago. Would you mind us painting? I'm sure it wouldn't be a problem. Probably wouldn't even notice. Probably wouldn't even notice, yeah. No, they have one house. They would notice. Well, they don't check it, though. Yeah. It'd be fine, as long as it looks good. Yeah. Yeah, we can do it. You heard it here first. Yeah, we have to. Fuck. See? Keeping, keeping us accountable. Uh, so we need a topic. I think one thing that was coming up in the mastermind is... Could lead us to some wormholes. Leadership. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's something that we criticize a lot. We criticize other people's leadership? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and rarely our own because we don't have enough to lead that we can really fuck it up right now. That's right. Uh, but having the platform to criticize, um, 
yeah, I think the we're talking about vision, obviously. Yeah. People without purpose and vision are having a really, really fucking hard time getting anybody to fall and do anything. Um, I think. I, I keep going back to politics, because it's really. Like on top of everything else, it's a U.S. election year. And they can't have any. They can't have any live debates. They can't have any rallies. They can't fill stadiums. They can't create that like emotional bond with their uh, with their po- potential voters. So if it's you just got, up to Twitter, then two, Trump's gonna win again. <laughs> you got two guys that are literally knocking on fucking eighty years old, and I think Joe Biden is is he pledging to do one term? Oh, I, don't I think I heard something that he's like pledging to do one term. I, I don't do any research. I didn't hear that. But so. like he's going to do one term and then like surrender it to another Democratic person or whatever. I don't know. Something to that effect. I don't think you can do that. I, well, no, you you have to elect to... That's not an election. You obviously. have to rerun again. Yeah. But he was saying something about he's not going to rerun because he's too fucking old or something. I don't he's know. too fucking old now. Yeah. Yeah, no, and they have to campaign online. Yeah. So you got two senile <laughs> old men. Old men. At least Trump knows how to Twitter, though. He always has. Does, does he? Yeah. He knows how to tweet. No, I think he knows what he's doing. I think, I, I think the... It's not as stupid as it seems, I think. I think there's a strategy in place. Is, oh, he's... He's doing really, really... But everyone talks about it. That's the point. Like, yeah, he's, yeah he's, I know I get it, but I, I, don't, I don't know if he's that... That's smart. Like, people... I think, yeah, because... Okay. People rise to fame by being controversial. Yeah. They're not trying to be controversial. They're actually just assholes. I'm not saying he's not an asshole. Yeah. I'm saying I think he knows what he's doing. The fact that he can get the New York Times or fucking NBC or CNN or whoever to write an entire article off of a tweet that he tweeted, one of 60 for the day, Yeah. like, he... I think he's well aware of the effect he has on If people. it's eyeballs and coverage, like, he's winning over Biden? Yeah. Okay, so here's a funny perspective. So there's an interesting perspective about how um, Trump's polling lower than Biden right now. Okay. And there's, because, here's the irony, is they're both terrible on stage, or no, Trump's good on stage, Terrible in the public eye, in general, being president. He's just, he makes himself look bad every day. And then there's Biden, who's terrible on the campaign trail. He just cannot look good on stage. He says dumb shit all the time. He loses his train of thought. He loses his train of thought. He's not good in, like, long-form interviews and discussions. Like, he's just, he's not, he can't keep up. And on the campaign trail, he like he loses momentum because he just can't do the job. Because I can see Trump destroying him in a debate. Abs- he would Trump would destroy him in a debate, calling him Sleepy Joe, yeah. fucking walking all over him, way more energy. Um, he, on the campaign trail, Trump is a fucking animal. Yeah. He was doing like three, four cities a day, yeah. flying in his private jet. Just stage after stage after stage. Oh, yeah, because Bernie has to take a bus across right. country because he doesn't need money. Yeah. Trump's like, fuck it. Like, yeah, he takes yeah. his private plane. Like, now he's got Air Force One, right? I mean, yeah. the, the incumbent always usually wins. Yeah. Um, but right now the irony is because 
Trump's getting all this publicity because he has this like daily address because of COVID. Yeah. He's got all his tweets. He's getting all this news coverage because of whether how bad of a job he's doing. And then they're like analyzing all of his stuff he said back in February that just contradicts what he's saying today. And he's like trying to spin the narrative in his favor. And like they're like, oh, he's doing this for the election. And now all you're thinking is COVID, election, Trump, lies, Trump, election, COVID, Trump, like. It, look what Trudeau did. Like, he was – everyone hated him, and he won. Yeah. Like, people that loved him were talking about him, and everyone else was also talking about how I'm, shitty he was. I'm a pretty firm believer in all press is good press. Right. So that – by that measure, by that measuring stick, Trump's going to kill it. Yeah. But just in, like, straight opinion polls, which I don't think bears a lot. Um, <laughs> you should live stream the results. Yes. I kept drunk and – that's yes, up for a while, but yeah, so Biden is actually polling higher than Trump, and they're saying because he's getting less camera time, yeah, than Trump, and Trump's getting low polls because he's getting a lot of camera time, yeah, which is like the it's opposite, like the exact opposite. yeah, yeah. No, isn't it like that? He, he's people hate him because he's on camera and because he says dumb shit all the time, and Biden's polling well because he doesn't have the opportunity to look stupid. So, yeah, okay, that's fair, yeah, yeah. Which I think is hilarious. Yeah. It won't, obviously, I don't think it'll shake out like that in the voting, but the fact that he's stuck at home and can't hardly get on a, on a network television show to, you know, say his opinion, the only thing that people have been, only thing he's been able to say is deny the claims of rape, which I mean, like, every four years, every election, there's some other sexual scandal. Yeah. But, like, yeah. even that's a broken record. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Willow's lock of the week. Is Donald Trump president 2020 winner? Yeah, I agree. I don't think Biden can beat him. No. Just like if Clinton couldn't beat him, Biden can't beat him. Well, Clint, like I, I was saying, my cousin came over the other day and we were talking. He, he works in, uh, he's worked in uh, in the government for a long time. He worked for, um, I probably shouldn't say exactly, but he worked for a certain federal agency and now he works for a provincial agency. Um so we always talk politics when we when he comes over, and we were talking about how like if they didn't learn from Hillary Clinton, like Hillary Clinton was the most establishment like politician you could have run, like you know family member of another politician, like forever rich, forever whatever, like you forever know forever white, forever whatever, and <laughs> and Trump was the opposite; he was the non-establishment guy. Yeah. So, you know, did they not learn a fucking thing? Biden's the same. He's a lifetime fucking politician. Like, yeah, I mean, they're hoping he's going to run a uh, more progressive vice president. But yeah, like, well, like uh, when Bernie is your vice president, no, like uh, Elizabeth Warren, it's it's yeah. it's guaranteed to be female. Yeah, I guess for the diversity thing. No, he it's yeah, it's been announced. Tulsi, get Tulsi. I don't know if she's on the list. I get Tulsi. They're listed like eight. I like Tulsi a lot. I think she's really smart. I would love to see her as the first female president of the United States. Yeah, because Biden's going to die two years in because he's old. <laughs> and then Tulsi takes it. Like first, Tulsi! One bad thing will happen, he'll have an aneurysm. It's like Wilson Raybould here. I love her. Tell me about Tulsi. I don't know. Tulsi, she's just, uh, she's good. I don't know. She's, uh, she was, she's the senator for Hawaii. Okay. Um, 
she was in the Air Force or something. She was like a like an officer in the Air Force, okay. or maybe the Navy. I don't know anything about military. Either one of those happened in Hawaii. And she's uh, she's just really well spoken. She's really she's like actually like pretty libertarian. Like maybe not pretty libertarian, but like has some where she agrees. Cause she was on Joe Rogan, and Joe was like, "Why don't you run for the Republican Party?" Like I feel like you, you know, align with them a lot more than you align with the Democrats. And she was basically just like, oh, I don't like the Republican party, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think she's really well-spoken. Like she seems really compassionate, uh, not like Hillary Clinton. She's not a sociopath. Like I, I, I really like, I just, I've heard her in long interviews, like Joe Rogan and a couple other things. I just really like her, her whole shtick. One of the funniest things I've heard is Hillary Clinton being asked why she doesn't, why she thinks people don't like her. Mm-hmm. She's like, I have no idea. She's like, I've been, you know, people think I'm dishonest. I've been the same person the whole time. It's like, yeah, fuck it, snake. That's the, the whole problem. time. Yeah, all no, the I, time. I hate Hillary Clinton. Everybody knows. I think Hillary Clinton's a, yeah, a snake and a, just a sociopath. And just like, if you want to subscribe to the conspiracies where, you know, she's was complacent with Epstein and everything and, yeah. you know, all that stuff, that's a whole different thing. But just based on what she's done, yeah, it's like this uh, senator that was getting interviewed, and um, she was, like, specifically crossing the Clintons, and people are like, oh, are you sure you want to do that? Like, alluding to the Clinton body count? Well, whether, yeah, whether or not, she, let, like, we could talk about Seth Reich, or whatever his name was, the journalist that was murdered in a botched robbery, quote, quote, but they didn't take his wallet or anything right before he was going to testify against Hillary Clinton. Seth Rich, Seth Reich, something like that, yeah. Um, we can talk about that. We can talk about how oh, fucking Benghazi. We can talk about everything. But at the end of the day, those are all unprovable conspiracy, quote, quote, quote. If you just look at her. If you just look at the UFOs, all the conspiracies. Well, sure. If you just look at her in reality, her personality, her policy, everything she does, she's a sociopath. I don't like her. She has never done anything good for this country. Uh, this country. You serve your family. Yeah. And yeah. And whoever's giving her hundred thousand dollar dinner plate, and that isn't that isn't a Trump endorsement. It's just no. it was an anti-Hillary. Like you literally ran the two worst candidates ever. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like that that election, the two thousand six U.S. presidential election, was the like highest third party voting ever. Two thousand six. Two thousand sixteen. Sixteen. That's what I meant. You Sorry. Two thousand. Okay, I meant two thousand sixteen. That was like the highest third party voting ever. Yeah. Because everyone was like, well, this sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. So, oh. So, back to leadership of Trump. I mean, besides the, um, besides the headlines, here's my real perspective on it. Because by all accounts, he's a tyrant among, among leadership, like within the Republican Party, in the White House. Um, just he's in general, like either endorse me or get fucked. And like, if you can buy a Big Mac, you're not oppressed. What? If you can purchase a Big Mac, you're not oppressed. Oppressed? Don't use the word fascist. No one in America is being oppressed. No, no, no. I'm not saying people are being oppressed. I'm saying his leadership style is get on board or get fucked. Well, that's how it's been through his entire business career. Right, exactly. But it's not typical of a politician to be, like, so cutthroat. 
That's fair, okay. So he's, like, if you're not, if you don't verbally endorse him, like, publicly endorse him, he will fucking crack down on you. Like, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, like, and now he's using, um, like, COVID relief uh, as a weapon against some of these uh, governors who are, like, who dare oppose him, he will pull their support. Like, he will, you know, pull their money, uh, whether it's national stockpile of medical supplies, like, he will pull that shit for governors that don't play ball. Yeah. So, uh, and apparently it's this very much the same in the White House with his own staff, where he's firing tons of his own staff. Um, There was a, uh, with the polls that came out that was showing Biden higher than him, his campaign manager gave him these numbers showing that Biden was showing better than him, right? Just, you know, these are the facts. You told us to go out and get the facts. We got the facts. Here's the facts. Trump threatened to sue him for the entirety of the retainer and including, um, like, whatever, past four years. I'm assuming he's got a campaign manager that's just always on staff. And he threatened to sue him for the entirety of the retainer plus damages because... Like, hurting his feelings? Yeah. So then the guy came back with a different report. You know, he fucked with the graphs or whatever, and it looked better for Trump. He's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And now he, like, he put him back on staff. So, like, if a leader is doing that, or he's like, tell me what I want to hear, or I'll sue you, (laughs) like, that's not a sustainable environment. Which... Thankfully, though, like in the quiet, in the, in the in the quiet and peace of your voting booth, that is the moment when you like put the knife in Caesar's side. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's what he's going to inspire. Because his own campaign manager might might not vote for him yet. Right. Yeah. Um. That that's his biggest danger right now is his own his own fucking arrogance in that respect. Like he can't listen to people. Well, like I guess like I'm just trying to think, like because he only has. You know, four more years left. He'll probably win. <laughs> I think he's going to win. But, like, can you name a thing that he's actually done, positive or negative, for America? I'm not a U.S. policy expert by any stretch of the imagination, but, like... I'm not, I'm not super familiar on the policies. Because um, that's all that matters, right? I mean, like, yeah. No, I think, I think policy-wise, he was doing fantastic for the economy. Right. Yeah. And everyone could agree. Democrats even like were very, very shaky on their. Um, well, I like the stuff like uh, the stuff that Democrats were freaking out about with petitions and stuff like the uh, getting rid of like net neutrality. Right. So it's been like two years since net neutrality got repealed. Fuck. My Internet is seven thousand dollars a month. It's <laughs> like they said. Wait, no, that's not true. Like nothing happened. Right. Like Nothing happened. Like I don't know. It's like and now you have this. Yeah, now you have this battle between um, if the economy is good, Trump Trump wins. Trump wins, but because of COVID. But because of COVID, economy is bad, very bad. So then I think we talked about this last episode. Um, people are, are inclined to keep the same um, president during a catastrophe. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So you, you don't switch horses mid race, right? But like, it. But it is. But it is still a, a, a point of leverage. So you'll see all the Democratic governors really pushing for lockdown as long as possible, and like really obtrusive things like you can't use your motorboat. 
Um, and then all the Republican governors are like, let's get back to work. Like that's, that's not even in public health interest. Truly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking politics. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. Nothing. Make, no, if it doesn't make sense, um, I, I, I study human nature a lot and as, anthropologists and biologists like whenever they're looking at whatever the study of animals <laughs> biology yeah, i did say biology animology anim boyology boyology i like them the boyologists you have to study boys anytime they find something in uh, in an animal that doesn't make any sense either in their behavior and or in the way that like the animals anatomy is yeah. like for example a peacock having a giant tail <laughs> he like, likes it anytime you can't explain something it's because of sex gorals it's to get gorals everything is well with the gorals <laughs> so i like them you can write off all the unexplained shit just by money gorals or <laughs> re-election that's um yeah the episode uh, there's an episode of billions that's like He's like talking about bribing people basically and he's like, Yeah, like every single man, every single person starts with money and sex. And then they you know, you have to so you give them money or sex. But then people get more complicated from there, right? Like they go up from money and sex and they go to like, okay, what charities make them happy, which, you know, what family members giving that money would make them happy, what you know, like exotic vacations and you know, they you know, helping people, whatever it is, and it gets more complicated. And then it's like silence. He's like, for this guy, it was money and sex, but <laughs> like whatever. But my point being, there's like, um, you know, there's levels of, of uh, I guess, satisfaction, like in the whole Maslow, uh, it, Maslow uh, pyramid or whatever. Yeah, and the deeper you fall into crisis, the more primal you get. Yeah, exactly. So I get COVID, all I want is sex. <laughs> Long story short, yeah. Long story no, 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 no. You get COVID, what you want is a oxygen. That is the true... Shit! <laughs> yeah, you're First right. human need is, like, oxygen. Well... Then it's water. Well... Wine. Water or wine. Yes, oxygen, then wine. Right. Then it's food. Well, there's a Mac Miller line, rest in peace, Mac Miller, where he said, uh... All I eat is pussy, other people need food. <laughs> okay, so you have oxygen, wine, pussy. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with you. Then food. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and the, I, I haven't gotten further than that yet. Personally, me neither. Personally, that's all. Personally, that's, me I'm too. okay with that, that's fine. I've, all right. I've barely gotten past oxygen, <laughs> if we're being honest. Uh, I, yeah. I, sex comes into play. It's more like companionship, being able to reproduce, whatever. They're arguing that um, hookup culture is dying. Who's they? People that care about these things. Busby? It ain't me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. Universities are doing studies okay, and stuff sure. like psych, um, psychologists, whatever. They're, they're trying. What, to, they're trying to anticipate the behavioral changes. When did it peak? Pandemic, right? When did it peak? Hookup culture. Hookup culture. Define it. Like. The day before lockdown. <laughs> okay, define it though. Uh, like where people aren't getting into more relationships, they're more just having casual like, sex. Yeah, very like very content with just casual 
uh, casual sex, casual relationships, just that entire dating culture of like, we go on Tinder, we see each other a couple times, move on. Like there's a, a abundant supply of, you know, vagina or dick or whatever. And that's, that's all you want. You can easily drown in dicks if you want. Exactly. Perfect. But now you can't. Because COVID. So apparently, like, uh, conversations are now 25% longer on, on average on Tinder. Okay. Uh, conversations are lasting longer. Unmatches are less frequent. Video calls are now happening. Yep. People are apparently saying that they're going to continue on these types of dates. Because they're like, hey, I kind of this makes me kind of feel good. Because when you're video chatting with somebody, you can't, like, there's no distractions. You, there's no easy out. you got to actually... You gotta present. You gotta show up. And I can also, I can also think about a text for a while. Yeah. Before I respond. Yeah. Right. I can make sure it's a good response. Yeah. When you're having a video call, you. It's more natural, right? In order to survive a conversation, you're actually gonna have to listen and engage in a topic and deep dive on something. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're both conversationalists, and I mean we're fucking monologuing for <laughs> podcast here, yeah. or dialoguing, I guess. We're dialoguing for the 14 of you watching. I I love you. That's more people than are in the room right now. True. True. Um, but, I mean, we've had a lot of practice at it. Yeah. Why? Because I feel weird. Like, I like I haven't really been using Tinder during the lockdown because I'm like, I don't want to. I'm like, well, how do I? I even asked my cousin. I'm like, how do I start this? Because like, yeah, like, my move would be like, yeah, like, okay, we're kind of out of conversation. We kind of feel like we're going to vibe. Let's go to a fucking bar and get a pint. Yeah. And then see if we like each other. Yeah. Right? I feel – because what are my options now? I'm like, do you want to, like, come over to my house immediately? If like video immediately? chat? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like. Yeah, no, I, I, I also found my, my focus going away from it. Yeah. Which is, like, fine, I guess. Right? Like. Yeah, no, like, I, I felt – Maybe I should have my mind less on stuff like that anyway, more on work. <laughs> we can't. Literally, we literally can't think it won't work anymore than we do. I bet I could. <laughs> to what end? Money. <laughs> Business. Uh, I think we're doing as much as we can. Yeah, well, we're doing a lot more than a lot of people. So I take solace in that. Yeah, you don't got to be the fastest. You just got to be faster than the slowest guy. Yeah. Didn't I, what did I post? I posted a quote on Facebook the other day where it was like, you don't gotta outswim the shark. You just gotta swim faster than the guy you're diving with, or whatever, right? Then, like, oh, did, didn't they tag you in that, or who did you? I posted that. So, okay, who got roasted? I don't remember. Oh no, I roasted you. You know, you tried. And I'm like, if it was us, I wouldn't be the slow one. You, you literally didn't even take notice. It it's a metaphor. Nice it was good. It's a it's metaphor. Good. We were not actually going diving and eating by fucking sharks. It's we, a metaphor. We could have. We were in Mexico. That's true. Could have happened. I thought about it. Feeding me the sharks? Yeah. Excuse? It was boring. Mexico was boring? Did you see all the fish? Yeah. I like them. No, we're talking about traveling. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're actually both like kind of amazed because like hey we could do that again yeah you can just kind of do stuff yeah as an adult you can just kind of do whatever you feel like if you like it you can do it again yeah <laughs> nobody can tell you no yeah you just do it amazing i mean not right now obviously because we can't get to the fucking airport but no yeah. no but 
I think that's one of the worst things about rich people is like you can you can see the product of like do anything I want as much as I want. Yeah. And it's like it's disgusting in some cases, but it's mostly disgusting because you know you would absolutely do the same thing in their well, position. I always I always hear the metaphor of uh, you know now that I'm an adult, um, I could eat chocolate cake for supper every single day. Yeah. I don't. Because I and it's not like that's expensive. I could do it. I don't actually like cake that much. Well, exactly, right? And it's like I, I've heard the same example with like, yeah, I could go to fucking Bali four days a week. I just don't like. It's not you know. It's overindulging, it's right? Work to do. Well, it's like overindulging. Not even that. Yeah. Like even with people that are retired, like yeah. that could afford it. It's like it doesn't. It's not special anymore when you do it every single day. What do you think about, um, like, lap, what do you call it? keyboard warriors? No, not keyboard. That's the bomb. Like, basically, nomadic entrepreneurs. Well, I think a lot of them are fake. True. I respect the people that actually are able to do it. Like, okay, if you want to spend every month in a new place, be my goddamn guest. Right? More yeah. power to you. Yeah. Anybody out there who's moved more than once a year? Yeah. Good. Tell me about how fun it was. Yeah. More power. Well, yeah. More power to you. I personally kind of like having a home base. Yeah. Quote, stay home all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Home's nice. Yeah. Man has spent thousands of years making home nice. <laughs> exactly. Getting from outside to inside and making inside nice. Yeah. And keeping outside out. Yeah. Exactly. So we've been going in this direction a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people that like quote unquote influencers that need to be in a new location every three months because if they don't, then their Instagram followers are going to think they're a hack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they need to have new backgrounds and new whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and I think that becomes their personality almost like that becomes like their, Identity. Not their identity. That's that's the word I was looking for. Where it's not something fun you do anymore. This is what you do. Yeah. Right? And you don't know how to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Which takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the, the freedom of <laughs> making choices is what people get into entrepreneurship for, but you get trapped in that. Yeah. Um, part of the discussion, our discussion today is the goal, the ultimate goal of an entrepreneur is being as unrealistic for as long as possible. For myself, at least, yeah. For for anybody. Like, yeah. For, like, the mark of a successful entrepreneur is the guy that is still willing to sit in his office and dream and come up with stupid shit and, you know, with enough well-powered conviction to, you know, inspire other people to actually fulfill those dreams. Like, look at Steve Jobs. He was the most unsatisfied, unrealistic, irrational, demanding people. Yeah. Like, they took a, like, an iPod, the, whatever the original prototypes were, revolutionary. Yeah. And they wanted it more revolutionary. Right. He takes the iPod, he throws it in a fish tank, and they're like, what the fuck? We just spent, like, a million dollars of your money making that. Throws it in a fish tank, takes it out, and there's water pouring out of it. He's like, look at all that empty space. If I can fill it with water, you can fill it or it's like, you can get rid of there's that. too much space. Yeah. 
like compress this goddamn thing. Yeah. Or Henry Ford and the V8. Yeah. Inventing something that they said was impossible. Like yeah. that, the essence of being irrational. Even when you have everything that you could ever want, these rich people right have everything. Whatever. That's, that's the point of being irrational and unreasonable. Yeah, I agree. Um, For as long as possible. What do you think about... Stop when they get some degree of success, right? I don't know if you saw about this uh, Elon Musk. uh, He's opening his California plant against... Yes. Like, illegally opening it. And uh, he said he's going to be there on the line working. And if they come to arrest the workers, he's going to ask that only he be arrested, not his workers. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think... um, Because a lot of people are saying he's fucking greedy for... Like, oh, I just want my stock price up, and I don't give a shit about people's safety. If you look at his tweets, he does not care about his stock price. <laughs> he repeatedly sabotages his own stock price. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think he does it for that. I think he's too simple a person for that. Yeah. Um, he's the kind of guy that, like, will, with a billion dollars, will sleep on a concrete factory floor. Yeah. Just for the sake of, you know, Being get, getting done work. what he needs to get yeah. done. Like he's all about the work. He's a he's a practical man. I don't yeah. think he's doing it for the money, or the clout, or fucking anything. I'm a I'm yeah I'm a big. He wants almost. to get his factory back to work because he knows like, okay, tell me one business owner that's gonna say he wants to open his business for his own personal gain. Fuck no. People that want to open their businesses, keep them open, open their door. Well, the first thing they talk about is how many mouths they feed. Yeah. Which, the left argument to that would be, oh, they're just being fucking, they're just saying that, you know what I mean? Like, they're... Yeah, but like, it's not like... They're being it's, not like it's not like having jobs does anyone any good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I honestly do think Elon Musk sees the value in, I want to get everyone electric cars, I want to go to Mars, I want to, you know, save yeah, the yeah. Earth. Oh, he's on a mission. He's on a mission to save the fucking Earth. Time to get back on it. And it? Exactly, time to get back on it. It's not even about the money. But he's talking about, and then the fucking, the, whoever it was, I don't want to misquote somebody, but it was like, whoever, the fucking official who was in charge of this was tweeting, fuck Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah, she like tweeted that. And then he's like, okay, like, this is the last straw. Like, I'm moving my fucking factory to, to Texas now. Yeah. And he was saying that uh, they are the only car manufacturer left in California, and they're California's largest exporter, is Tesla. Yeah. And he's just going to fucking pull the plug. Yeah. And and don't play chicken with a private company. Don't play chicken with a with fucking Elon Musk, because he, he will go back to being broke. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll he like, put his factory on Mars. He'll put his factory on Mars. Or exactly. in, in international waters. Like, <laughs> like, underwater, in international waters, producing cars. <laughs> Ever play, like, uh, Metal Gear Solid? Uh, no. Okay. So there's, there's one where there's... Uh, I haven't played them all, but there's one where he, like starts a micro nation on like a oil rig and makes a private army and everything. Like I just, that's, that's what I'm thinking right yeah, now. Yeah, Elon Musk with an eye patch. Like, yeah, he absolutely would. Um, but yeah, I mean like, and, and, and I, and to my knowledge, he's not like forcing anyone to come to work or anything like oh, that. No. He's not like threatening them. Well, you can't get your benefits or whatever. It's like, stay home, do whatever. And he's, yeah, he wouldn't be trying to open his factory if his people didn't want to go back to work. Exactly. Yeah. I've I've been seeing uh, some uh, some obviously probably far right posts of uh, Anne Frank was or the people hiding Anne Frank were breaking the law 
the people that, you would killed, snick. that killed her were following the law. Yeah, no, I, um... So, over the law, follow your God-given values, or, like, something. It was, like, a super, super right I've post. seen that. I, I, the metaphor goes too far for me. Yeah, no, it does. Like, but... it was out of the blue today yeah. that I saw that. And then, like, as I'm scrolling through my feed, I saw that, and, like, two posts later, I saw Elon Musk mm-hmm. saying he's gonna reopen. I'm like, oh, okay, I see where you're at. I see where you're going. You know, I, I get, yeah, I, I've seen that before, um... And I get the... It's certainly a cliche. Yeah, and it's it's too... Yeah, the metaphor's a little bit too much for me to buy. But <laughs> at the same time, I don't disagree with the sentiment. I mean, there's a lot of boomers that would appreciate it. Like, I, I, all the, the... Basically, the argument... And this goes past any political... Any political thing. It's not right or left. Like, lo, uh, morality is not dictated by... Um, by legality. Yeah. Right? Like, slavery yeah. was no, legal. Nobody can argue with that. Slavery was legal. Um, you know, lynching was legal. Um, yeah, it's um, uh, potassium bitartrate. It's uh, tartaric acid. Yeah. Crystals of form in, in uh, Great Point. Um, so what was I saying? Yeah, no, um, slavery was legal. Lynching was legal. Um, Speaking of lynching... Armand? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> um, you know, you used to be able to, like, if you raped a woman, you could pay his father, her father to marry you. Stuff like that. Like, that used to be legal, right? Absolutely. Laws don't dictate what is right. Unless it's the Bible. Unless it's the Bible. Then that's the holy, you know, the, <laughs> then the, the apex of then their laws are all right. Anyway. Um, you know, so just because something is illegal doesn't mean it's you know and I, I and i believe we should be on lockdown i do believe this is a virus i don't believe it's a fucking 5g like chinese thing like i i believe it all only we had 5g yeah we i don't internet is slow as hell right now <laughs> okay where you live maybe everywhere um anyway uh yeah let's talk about um let's talk about that uh the public fucking lynching of an unarmed, unarmed black jogger. Wow, it's like every six months. That... So let's run through the entire story and say both sides. Uh, do you remember the, the victim's name? I don't know. It's... Ahmad? Um, it's not Ahmad. It's Ahmad. Yeah. Is his first name. A-H-M-A-U-D. Yeah, because I don't want to say the names of the killers, but we should honor him, the victim. Um, uh, Last name started the yeah. day as well. Was a uh, this is Georgia, South Carolina, yeah. Georgia. Yeah, it was a it was a small small town, small, and there had been apparently break-ins, but great, there hadn't been break-ins reported apparently. Like there's break-ins everywhere. Whatever, there's been break-ins. So there was this black man jogging, and these two white guys, father and son, pulled over and said, hey, stop, and he's like, fuck you, and then he, they killed, shot and killed this unarmed black man. Well, they said it was something to do with, like, a, a, a vacant property. He was, like, looking... He was, like, jogging, apparently, like... Yeah. Even if he was! You don't get to fucking kill him! <laughs> I've walked onto so many vacant property lots. I've broken into vacant homes for the purpose of, um, you know, an investor's purpose, to go purchase the home. Like, we've kicked in doors and then, like, bought the house. 
like that. I don't give a shit if you're shoplifting from, or fucking stealing from houses. You right. can't kill somebody but, for or, that. Or white guys in a black neighborhood kicking in doors. Yeah. Nobody says shit. Yeah. If you're a bunch of black guys in a white suburb, you're getting shot. So somebody filmed this murder. Yeah, no, he was one of the... Um, I didn't watch the video because I didn't... I just didn't want to subjugate myself to it. I, I, I understand what happened. one of the guys participating. Yeah, so... He, was, he helped them trap the guy in. Yeah. And they filmed this, and and so what I read was that the the white guy's lawyer released this video because it thought he thought it would exonerate the white people. Because it did not. literally the argument was, well, he should just could have should have just complied, should just froze. They told him to freeze, he didn't freeze. He got shot. They're not fucking cops. <laughs> Even if they were, it's a street fight to which you brought a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... In yeah. any case, if it was a white guy with a white guy, or a black guy that shot a white guy, or any case in which a not-black guy died, yeah. 100% there would have been so, an arrest. now I will... Now they have arrested them. I mean, it's... it's mostly So, different. I will look on... I, I do like to look on all sides of a, of a story like this. Agreed. And I will admit, I saw a very good argument, because apparently the father or whatever was a former police officer. Uh, and district attorney prosecutor. So not district attorney, but it was a prosecuting I, investigator. I saw a good argument that this wasn't a race thing. Yeah. This was a cops are bullshit, like a cab thing. Sure. Where it was cops protecting cops. Yeah. It wasn't white people protecting or white people. Yeah. Which no, I, I can admit that might be it. But I think that's I think that's the case. But the moral of the story still is he was what? Fuck you. <laughs> like, cops. Like, yeah, no, it was, I think it was uh, cops protecting cops. Well, because the argument was if this guy that they shot was also white, the same thing would happen. The exact same situation. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. So, it start. I think the event happened because of racism, and the the, the protection that preceded was, be, was cops protecting cops. Yeah. Because yeah. the DA that he worked for was the one prosecuting. Was the one that they released a memo saying you don't need to arrest this guy because he followed citizens arrest laws. He had an open carry permit and then they had a scuffle which resulted in the guy getting shot. Yeah. Like you don't need to arrest him for this. If a cop so my my uncle is a sheriff in Texas. Yeah. Like he's a chief or sorry, he's like some kind of sergeant. He's really high ranking, runs a hostage hostage negotiation unit. And he's, even being the prime hostage negotiator, he shot a guy dead the other day. He still gets, like, quote-unquote, arrested, interviewed, screened, psychologically tested, like, everything. They go, like, rigorously for a cop yeah. shooting a man that was trying to shoot his wife in the face. Like, yeah. you cannot get any more black and white on, yes, this guy should have been taken down. Yeah. He still gets arrested, prosecuted, interviewed, the whole bit. Yeah. That these guys didn't, they didn't get arrested. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, in what universe can you kill someone and just, like, not even, not even get booked? Well, because whether or not, I, I don't want to get into it on this episode, but whether or not you believe in guns, like gun rights... Whether or not you believe in open carry, whether or not you believe in stand your ground, whether or not you believe in any of that, 
Should you really be able to fucking kill somebody... And not have due process. And not have du- at least due process. Even if you can get away with it... Yeah. Eventually, you need to go through something, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Let's check some facts. Yeah. Well, cause, and then, because, like, I... I'm split. Because I'm pretty libertarian on, like, if you hurt somebody, they should have the right to kill you. Or more so, hurt you back the same way you hurt them. Yeah. Right? Um, but also, like... And I, I get property rights, I, I like property rights in theory, but also if someone breaks in your house and you shoot them in the fucking face, like, was that really fair? Yeah. Right? That was not equal pressure, equal yeah. equal yeah. violence, Maybe right? he's trying to feed his family, now he's Well, dead. he probably is, right? How many of these criminals? I've done crime before. It was never because whatever, I hated people or whatever, it was because I was suffering. Yeah, and some do it for sport. Some do it for sport, sure, but... Not, not typically. No, you know, I don't know. I, and even if they are, you don't get to just kill them, right? Like, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm anti-death penalty, um, mostly because I think the government's incompetent. They should never be able to say who lives and who dies. Oh, yeah, the, the number of times they execute the wrong man is just insane. Yeah, which is why, like, I, I remember I said something pretty controversial, which is not new for me, but people were talking about... Uh, uh, mandatory castrate, chemical castration of, uh, like, second-time uh, child offenders. Like, if, yeah, if you're, um, yeah. let's try to say it delicately, yeah, if you hurt, <laughs> if you sexually do commit sex crimes against a child more than twice and they chemically castrate you, yeah. and they basically take away the function of your genitals. Yeah. Um, and I was saying I was against that vehemently, because there is no world where I want the government to be able to fucking castrate people legally. Yeah. Because. Justified or not. Justified or not. Because it sets a precedent that that can be done. So let's say castration for, you know, pedophiles, let's say murder for murderers, like bring back death penalty, all that stuff, et cetera, et cetera. All they, now that that is all in law. Like, one could make the argument, they're like, okay, well, we're killing murderers, right? It was like, well, shouldn't we kill human traffickers as well? That's equally as bad, right? And people go, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, that, that is pretty bad. Like, yeah, yeah, add them to the execution list, right? It's like, okay, well, you know, maybe a drug dealer, street dealer isn't, you know, we shouldn't kill them. But, you know, maybe a kingpin, you know, is killing all these people with drugs. But, you know, maybe we should be executing them. People go... Yeah, you know what, you're kind of right. Yeah, yeah. Like, all it takes is a fucking charismatic politician to start pushing this stuff through. Yeah, and now it's COVID, and somebody sneezes on somebody else intentionally, quote, killing them, and now they're in the guillotine. Yeah, well, and exactly. And, it, well, and they just fucking, well, it's like, well, not. And then, you know, eight years later, it's like, well, you know, you guys voted, we passed the, the drug kingpin execution thing. It's like, why doesn't that apply to all drug dealers? And people go, yeah, I guess you're right. That's that's a fair argument. Like, anybody... That has drugs. Yeah, and, and there's, that's, drugs. Where, that's where I'm getting to. Now it goes to possession, and now it goes to use it right now. Like, giving it's a slippery slope to give the government any sort of power like that. Because, you know, right now, our government and America's government is killing people indiscriminately in other countries uh, with no repercussions. It's not a huge jump for them to start killing people here with no repercussions. Yeah. Right? Like anything people do is mostly incompetent. Like I just don't want to give them because giving them absolute giving anybody absolute permission to do anything is is too much. Because yeah, I always use this argument with um, 
with like leftists that are simultaneously think the government should have more power, but then also think Trump is a Nazi. Yeah. Right. It's like, I want to give the government power, but only my guy. Yeah. It's like, you're aware in eight years, everyone's going to vote the other guy. And then the party you hate is going to be in power for another eight years. And you've just given them more power. Right. And it just fucking creeps and creeps and creeps. Right. If you really want to minimize the, 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 the effect that Trump has, take away his power. Give it back to governors. Like, give the states back more power, right? Like, because I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, of uh, representative government where each, like, basically, you're pretty, lo- you're pretty localized, right? Like, you give municipal mayors and, you know, provincial premiers and stuff like that more power because how the fuck, what I care about in, you know, southern Manitoba does not apply to someone in Toronto or someone in Vancouver. Like we live different worlds. Why am I, why is the same government running both of us when it's not relevant really? Right. And our premiers in in Canada do have, which is the equivalent of a governor in the, in the States, they do have a fair amount of power, but I would like to see that expanded a lot and even more. Okay. So we used to have that where local mayors and sheriffs and stuff would have a, like, absolute power yeah being a mayor meant something because you couldn't fucking send a horse to from you know cheyenne wyoming to fucking washington in six and a half days to get an answer whether i should like you're holding a gun to somebody and like okay ride your horse to washington ask them if i can kill this guy and they go all the way back and then come over they kill and ask for forgiveness you know you, you couldn't do shit like that but so we developed this bloated federal government where everything you know came from the top down but now that we have the internet and i can actually talk to every single voter because that was another thing like but you couldn't realistically gauge what everyone thought right so you voted representatives that would vote for you but realistically we could do like we have real-time democracy we have the fucking technology for they do it with uh amber alerts comes right to your fucking phone yep so what if every single decision, if you're over 18, it comes right to your phone. You get a push notification that you can't dismiss that says, do you think we should legalize marijuana? Yes, no. And you have to answer. You could make democracy real time. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we should be voting on every single. Okay, so here's ideally, yes. I think a lot of people could agree that would be good. But you could but not... what you can't possibly have is like a high degree of security. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Oh, that, like the security. I know it's not realistic. Like, I'm not suggesting so that as a piece of policy. So here's right? another, here's another piece of policy. Like even if, even if voting online or voting via whatever through an app on your smartphone could be done, absolutely could be done. Yeah. Or blockchain voting. Right. So the Republicans are always fighting against that. Because higher voter turnout is bad for them. Is always bad for the Republicans. But the argument is they don't want, like, quote, illegals to vote. That's not my word. That's their word. We don't want illegals voting. We don't want, you know, all these people, whatever. Don't tell me that you can't identify who a person is. Well, okay, so here's their smartphone. Here's, yes, exactly. Fingerprint, right? Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, literally all the other things. Where they spend their money, <laughs> credit cards, yeah, social media, location, yeah, 
friends, yeah. interactions. How hard is that? Messages. Yeah. Like it could be done. All of that. It could be done. Google has it. No, the, the CSA TikTok has yeah, it. The CSA argues or what's the not CSA the NSA NSA arguably already has that information on. Oh, you. they absolutely they, do. You know, they know who you are and where you are. Yeah. No, and they could ascertain your legitimacy or not. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. They just not gonna put the resources. No, of course not. And and I'm not suggesting anything. I've been talking about. I'm not suggesting as an actual piece of policy. No. I'm just saying. How fantastic would it be? We have the same voting system that we've had since our inception, inception in fucking 1863 or whatever, right? Yes. It's we've had we're, this is the exact same parliamental system that we've had. Yeah. And there's no reason for it. I think now, like we, things can be changed. And what was that rap song? Um, this guy saying, "Let me let me make decisions about my tax dollars through an app on my phone." He's like, because um, he's like, we make decisions on guns, on gun control, and it results not in peace or human rights, but a bullet going through a boy on my street. He's like, there's a twelve-year-old boy that's bloody on my sidewalk because of a policy. You know, endorsed by you know parties that people live, you've never met, but by, by people that live in a place that's not actually, you know, you don't live in peril every day because of guns. Yeah, you know, you're like you're living in Texas on your ranch and you're all for guns. Great, I'm living in fucking Cleveland on the streets, and like I got a pistol, he's got a pistol, and we're both scared about it. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's, it's localized. Is, makes so much sense. I think localized makes a lot of sense. I think that we are now localized in personal choice. Yeah, as stupid as people are, I mean, well, we always preach you should be able to make the bad decision, right? Like, yes, you should be able to make the bad decision because, as you know, if you have localized government, if you can, if you like by city, by town, by province, if you could vote on something as simple as gun laws, yeah. And then you vote one way, and then like everything goes terribly, and then you have the opportunity to vote again. And you're like, that was terrible. Yeah. I, I thought I wanted this. I don't want it. It's like a well, kid that eats candy and stays up all night. And, and you, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. like there's instant consequence. People campaign for their beliefs because they do not have to suffer the consequences. Yes. Yeah. Like the death of so many political campaigns would be actually realizing what. They what they're they campaigning for? It's like all the people that are fighting for socialism go to fucking Cuba. Yeah, like that idea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, the reality show where you send, you know, millennials to millennial, actual millennial socialists to China. Yeah. You know, yeah. See how they feel about it. Oh, the the one the good meme I saw that was like it was uh this is old but it's uh from Tumblr <laughs> all our favorite. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of socialist kids on Tumblr, or there were. I don't know if is Tumblr still around. I know they got bought. Whatever. Anyway, but um, and there were people being like, there was a thread, and this was like, people looked into it. This wasn't a joke. These were actual socialist people. It was a thread on everyone saying what their jobs would be after the revolution happened. Okay. So they overthrow the government. They may install a communist society. And then they're like, oh, I'd be designing the uniforms for the for the army or whatever. It's like, oh, I'd be I'd be, you know, doing accounting for this. It's like, no, they tell you you're a farmer now. And if you don't like it, you go in the fucking gulag. 
Yeah. Like, you don't get to pick what your fucking job is, that's right? Cap- that's capitalism. Exactly. It's like, oh, I'd be designing the uniforms. It's like, no, you would be a farmer. No, like, no, no, the dictator's cousin is designing yeah. clothing. Who yeah. has no business designing clothing. He's just the dictator's <laughs> the cousin. And it's like, and it was, it, it, it's one of the most just disconnected yeah. things where it's like, no, now you are a farmer and well, I don't know anything about farming. Well, then you die. Like the thing you know, you're describing is capitalism, capitalism <laughs> no risk or responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. It just it doesn't exist. It's yeah. fucking fantasy land. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. So, you know, that was that was uh, I always remember that that was a good. It's like just so disconnected from how things. Because what do people do when they're told what to do? Well, when I yeah, when I'm told what I just made a Facebook status the other day, I'm like, if it wasn't obvious, I have a problem with authority. <laughs> yeah, no, well, like you I constantly, a, I have a bigger problem with authority than other than most. You people. have an overt problem, and you take active, energetic action against authority. <laughs> most people just resent it, you, and, but then do it. You actively, actively work against it. Yeah, which is, I mean what makes you who you are. Really. Yeah, I well, this makes me, that's why I'm successful. Yeah, and that's a, a mark of an entrepreneur, right? Is that, is that action portion of it. But, man, if you had somebody with that level of control, like, there's some things that capitalism is ruining. Like, for example, they're talking about how a lot of the Ivy League universities are coming under a lot of scrutiny because... Um, University is supposed to be the great equalizer between class, right? Um, you know, by merit, yeah. by intelligence. You got a degree, you could become rich. Right, and by great intelligence, you should be able to get into university to get a good degree to become rich. Yeah. But now they're finding something like 70 or 80% of people that are actually getting into these universities are either by, um, either by bribe or by <laughs> reference. Like... Yeah as in your family donates to this institution, yeah. you can get in. Or, You're talking about the Ivy League ones. Right, yeah. Okay. You're not saying 80% of people that go to university got there by bribe? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean the Ivy League, okay. where they get like 40,000 well, applications. There was a whole scandal recently with that woman. I, I don't want to, I don't remember it, but she was like bribing the school. Was it a Trump person? I, Something I like that. Know. Something. There was a whole scandal recently. But like if you if you donate to the college or your grandfather did, yeah. Like by sororities or well, whatever. See like those those are the things that are getting you to the university. So they're now they're saying these Ivy League universities that were previously supposed to be the great equalizer are now doing the opposite. Well, I think they're scams. Like they're you know, it's not you know, the the sixties anymore. It's every everyone is supposed to be university. That's the that's the new base level. It used to be... And now Silicon Valley you know, saying, don't bother. Everyone was going to uh, high school and then getting a job right out of high school, and 10% of people went to university, and that set them apart. But now, 90% of people go to university, or some sort of post-secondary, some sort of trade college, or that's whatever. At least where we're from. We see, yeah, okay, I live in a first-world country. <laughs> so in a, good, in a relatively good city. In a, we live in a... Yeah. Pretty wealthy city in a pretty wealthy neighborhood in a pretty wealthy country. So, okay, yeah. But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably live in a similar situation. But, 
ninety percent of people who are going to university, it's not special anymore. Yeah. Like it's lost the you know, what set you apart. Because I know a ton of people that were going to university and can't fucking find jobs. Yeah, but I mean they're also going to an insignificant university for one. Like I don't want to be like they're not smart enough to go to a good university, but like, <laughs> Well, I, I whenever I hear about like the grades and the benchmarks that it takes to get into certain faculties and and so on. Like, some of it seems quite erroneous, like the different things you have to do in order to progress. But at the same time, it just seems like that bar seems really fucking low. I remember in grade 12, we had to do a bunch of, like, you know, future planning and stuff yeah. like that. I remember they, they made you write a resume. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, it was like English class or something. We had to write two resumes. We had to write one for a realistic job, and then a second, <laughs> and then second for like an unrealistic your your dream job. Oh, I love right? that. Right. So everyone was like, okay, here's my resume for Best Buy, and then <laughs> here's my resume for. Being uh... president. No, no, no. Even less than that. Everyone was like, oh, being a Michelin chef or being a. You know, owning a Best Buy franchise. Like, it was, like, not whatever, right? Yeah. So I, I did, like, here's my application for, like, you know, the CEO of, of Berkshire Hathaway or something, like Warren Buffett's company, right? Like, making, I'm like, I want a starting salary of $7 billion a year and, like, whatever. That's not realistic. And then my unrealistic was the CEO of the world. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're forming a new world cabal that I control all the countries, and I want to be in charge of that. That's my, and I remember, they were, like, talking to me, the teacher was talking to me afterwards, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and like, what do you, what do you want to do with your life? Seriously. And I'm like, I don't know, business. And they're like, okay, well, you know, you have to have an 85 average to get into Asper School of Business or whatever. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go to business school. Like, you know, by the time I was in grade 12, by the tail end of it, I was, I was already, I didn't know I was going to start this business. <laughs> well, I would have started this. Well, you need an 85 average if you want to make profits. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I, well, I'm I didn't, sure. I didn't know I wanted to start this business. I've never, I've never had a customer ask for my GPA. I fucking ask, when I interview people, if they didn't go to university, I'm like, oh, cool, <laughs> good, you're, you're a free thinker. <laughs> like, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, when you. Well, because half the time when I interview people and I'm like, would you go to university? They're like, yeah, I'm like, why? They're like, because my mom told me to. Like, right? I'm like, well, you might not fit in here. <laughs> like, you know, so I don't it's know. It's a against you. Yeah, I, I, I just, I was never. And I didn't even know I was going to start this business until fucking a week before I started it. It was literally Zach and I were homebrewing. It just kind of happens. It kind of happened. I think I've told the story a hundred times. So I'm not going to go into it. But, you know, it's... I didn't know I was going to do it until, like, I did it. Just like kind of you did it with your business just now. Yeah. And that's what I've been preaching my entire fucking life. Went from employment to self-employed. Like, you, you, you really feel afraid of it before it happens. But, I mean, the actual time frame was... Could be better measured in days <laughs> than, yeah. than in months or weeks. Yeah. Like, I, I really, <laughs> really can't complain. I mean, it's it's such a short, it's a it's such a short distance between your reality and exactly where you want to be. Yeah. Like everything happens all at once really quickly. Yeah. Always. It's Which like, I like. Like I prefer. Yeah. Like it it happens really quickly. It takes forever. 
for that to happen. <laughs> but it well, happens really quickly. <laughs> like, what, what's, you know? I, I forget who, made, who had the quote, but he was like, I'm, a, I'm an overnight success 25 years in the making. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's 100% true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to teach how to take advantage of that. I don't think you can. I don't think you should. I don't think you should fucking endeavor to try. I resent people. <laughs> try to teach the secret. I how, resent how, people that try to teach the secret of entrepreneurship. How I'm, because I think you're devaluing the entire process. How I'm going to teach it, because I do want to teach it, how I'm going to teach it is by not teaching it, is by telling my story and walking you through every single step of what I did personally, because everyone's going to need to get there differently. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got to tell their story because, but I can never tell you this is because copy. It's not, what I, it's not practical advice. It's inspirational. Yeah, copy what I do. It's probably not going to work. Cause you're not me. Yeah. It's not practical advice. It yeah. Never will. But you can, I can never give practical advice with here's what you do. Well, I can give practical advice. I can't give here's what you do step-by-step step to make it right. No, you can practical advice to specific situations. You can't give it to achieving your goal. Yeah. And if you try to go out there and say, hey, I have the secret to happiness, in general, I mean, that's basically what the fuck people are marketing. More or less. And you yourself, your biggest goal right now is to sell that. You don't fucking have it. Yeah. And you cannot sell. I literally... Which you do not know how to catch. I literally tweeted today, um, if it takes more than one sentence to explain what they do, then it's, it's a... It's a fucking it's, scam. It's a scam, yeah. And then somebody's like, I'm just not really good at explaining things. Like, uh, says the person in the pyramid scheme. I sell <laughs> wine. I build things. Like, literally, three-word sentences... Should suffice. Yeah. Ten That's... words, if you're smart. If it takes more than ten words, it's a scam. Yeah. Go back to drawing board. Yeah. Fucking try again. Yeah. You've been messed And up. whether it's a scam, I, I didn't really have a, I didn't write that for a specific. Anybody. Anybody. I really didn't. I'm not even kidding. But it's true. But no, but like what, it's true for MLM. It's true for, um, for. Coaching, coaching that doesn't, you know, stuff like that. It's true. If you can't sum up what you do in less than a sentence, it's, it's not true. It's a fucking scam. Because things are simple, honestly. Yeah. They're not that complicated. Yeah. Even people. And if try is in there anywhere, you don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You don't. Because yeah, I try to sell wine. Because, <laughs> um, like, I, and somebody else responded to it. They were like, oh, but what if you do 100 different things with 100 different companies? You probably don't. No, you do one you thing. Probably, maybe run operations with five hundred companies, but you can say I run operations, right? Like. No, you do one thing with a hundred things. Yeah. You can't do a hundred things. Well, me sell because me selling wine, I'm doing a million things. I'm fucking making phone calls and going to meetings and talking to people and sampling and making markets and blah 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 blah. To one end. To one end. So what's the end, right? Yeah. So I think we're going to cut it there. Um. Comment with your uh, what your one sentence of what you do is. And if you can't come up with it in less than a sentence, then you are a scam. And if you got shit to say about our microphones, keep saying it. Have at it. Have at it.
Um, Keep reminding us to actually buy something. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Alcohol Beyond This Point. Uh, Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast on Facebook and Alcohol Beyond This Point on Instagram. Uh, my name is Willows. That's Vote Willows on everything. V-O-T-E-W-I-L-O-W-S. Um, I think I'm going to keep, keep talking. Uh, reachable at Tyler the underscore builder. And I'm going to post some hopefully satisfying ASMR-type satisfying transformations of shit I'm doing right now. And besides that, I have nothing of interest. True. Even that's barely interesting. I'm 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 a simple man that likes wine. Hey, me too. We're a match made in heaven. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Uh... Bye. Bye. (laughs)